Hello, my name is Edward Gusley. I'm the CEO of Kobo Resources, a newly listed uh, junior gold exploration company on the TSXV. And we are excited to talk about the project today as uh, we have uh, a new discovery we would like to share with you. And we're quite excited about the discovery. And it is in a prime location with great uh, a great asset and great potential behind it. So, Edward, uh, thanks for coming on the show. First time we've met or spoken. Um, we love a new story on this show and on the platform, something new for people to look at. Uh, a discovery, they're not easy to make, and we'll get into that in a second. But we first, let's kick off, uh, find out a little bit about you. So what, what's your background? Where have you come from? And any stories of success in the past that we should know about? Sure. So I'm a lawyer. I've been a member of the Quebec Bar for nearly 39 years. I've been involved in business uh, left and right. Uh, left a practice maybe 20 years ago to st get involved in startups, raise cash for startups and whatnot. And um, set foot in, in Cote d'Ivoire uh, 10 years ago uh, on an attorney-client relationship and uh, stuck around. Uh, to, as the mining code was being revamped and I was told that uh, interesting things uh, should be happening in the near future. So um, I decided to uh, file an application with some partners, local partners, uh, for a, a junior exploration permit. Um, and uh, following that, that was in 2014, I hooked up with Paul Sargent, our current uh, president and COO, who's also a geologist. Uh, so... We were awarded two small permits in 2000, late 2015. We created Kobo at that time, and uh, we started exploration in January of 2016 uh, in an area where uh, it was uh, exclusively uh, dedicated to small permits and not the large traditional permits that uh, we're typically uh, accustomed to. Well, let's let's kind of I'd say you referenced Paul there. We know of Paul from uh, Largo days, great success over there. Um, let's just talk about the reason because not everyone understands West Africa. They don't really know Cote d'Ivoire. Right. Um, you know, so let's talk about that as a mining jurisdiction. So, who, who are the kind of main players in the country? The main players are Endeavor Mining. Uh, you have also. Um, uh, B2 Gold that is there, Montage Gold, Barrett Gold has been there. Obviously, previously it was Rangold up with the Tonga mine. And you have Perseus Mining, who has two operating mines in the country, and they have a third one in Ghana next door. So Cote d'Ivoire is in the middle of, um, or surrounded, should I say, by Ghana, Burkina Faso, Mali, Guinea, and Sierra Leone. Now, uh, Cote d'Ivoire is late, is a latecomer to the exploration game in the sense that uh, uh, the first years of the uh, pr president when the country became independent in 1962 uh, was focused on the agriculture uh, production of cocoa, coffee, and, and whatnot. Uh, and obviously that was right because, I mean, they produce 40% of the cocoa in the world. Um, but lately, in, in, since 2010 and, and more so 2013-14, the current government uh, decided to revamp the mining code uh, as they were not attracting uh, foreign capital in the country. So the objective of revamping the code was to make their jurisdiction much more competitive with their neighbors uh, because uh, Cote d'Ivoire hosts 35% of the uh, volcanic, the Beremian rock formation which is the, the host rock for gold. So uh, 
their gold production was way behind compared to their neighbors, even though they had the largest footprint in terms of the Beremian uh, rock formation. So the mining code was adopted in, in early 14. And uh, at that time, the country was producing basically approximately 25 tons of gold per year. Now, since then, they've brought that up to uh, 45 tons per year, and they expect this to go to 20 uh, to 60, 62 tons a year by 25 or 26. So right now, there are five operating mines. Uh, but since the uh, coming of the new code, seven major discoveries have been made in the country. Three mines are currently being built at the moment. So we, at that time when I was involved, I decided to uh, set foot in there and it was the right time to come into the country as it was opening up to foreign investors. And that's when I, I hooked up with Paul way back in 2014 and we put the, together the application and we were successful in getting small permits. Um, however, when we started our exploration program in 2016, uh, we were in an area which uh, I would say were basically a stone's throw away from an operating or existing mine. Uh, there had been a discovery of 1.6 million ounces, basically less than eight kilometers away from where we were. And the area that where we were was not necessarily or was not actually staked by uh, large companies. So as we progressed in our small exploration program, we made some discoveries, some very inter interesting discoveries, and we said, hey, we need to change the focus here. We need to petition the government to change the, the focus of, of the um, land package from small to large permits. So that's what we did in the fall of 2016, alongside with four other applications within the country. So we ended up at the end of that year with more than 1,500 square kilometers of, of uh, uh, land package filed under uh, five applications. So that's how Kobo came uh, to be born uh, out of this opportunity that we had at that time. And uh, with the, the small discoveries, which were very, very uh, important at that time, uh, we had uh, made 164 pits uh, basically two meters depth, one meter uh, wide. And um, out of the 164, only nine did not have gold. Right. So, okay. so you're, you're, you're in the right postcode. Let, let, let's say yeah, that. You, no, you, that. That whole Peremian green belt sweeping yeah. up from, you know, the, the, the coast in Ghana and sort of southwest up through, was it Burkina Faso, Mali and, 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 and Guinea, I think. Lots of successful companies in there finding gold. Um, you did some trenching recently. The the grades were sort of exceptionally high. We're talking sort of six point six six and a half grams over like you know twenty nine thirty meters, something like that. That's with 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 trenching. And I and I, I kind of want to talk to you about what the plan is there in, in a second. But again, I just want to kind of stick to help people understand um, you know what you've got here. So if you stake this, it's presumably you haven't spent a lot of money getting to the position where you you're. In, you find yourself with the, with the opportunity to make discoveries. So it's been a kind of low-cost entry into country. You ran it privately for a while before going public. Why, why, why was that? It's an unusual thing for a, well, a it, Canadian group. It, it was private, and, and the initial goal was a small alluvial play. So we didn't need that much cash at that time, so we, we, we played it uh, carefully. And um, once we did, 
made that discovery in 2016, we said, well, well the, this is no longer an alluvial plate. This has to be a hard rock plate here. So, and we're going to need some serious cash. So that's why we created a 100% owned subsidiary in Cote d'Ivoire, made the applications that I just talked about, and then got to work in raising capital. In the meantime, we had the application that was in place in 2016, but that was awarded in the fall of 2019. So we had three years in waiting uh, before we got that permit. So the Kasu permit, which is 147 square kilometers, uh, was awarded to us in November of 2019. Now everyone knows what happened in the spring of 2020 with COVID, et cetera. So we, we had to slow down and we picked up our, our exploration program in the, in the summer of 2020 with a mag survey with a drone. And from there on, we uh, kick-started a geochem program in the initial area we had discovered, which was uh, approximately about 750 meters of, of strike. Uh, but today, we now have more than nine kilometers of geochem anomaly that we have discovered since uh, that initial exploration program. Right. Okay. So you, I, I, why I think it's important, I just, um, I want people to understand, you know, how you treat cap capital, you know, in terms yeah. of you're careful with money and you're not rushing into, into things thinking, you know, well, it's just, you know, re retails money, well, off we go, the usual story. This is a kind of careful, considered approach to, and quite in, in, in sort of long run up to this moment. That's right. Um, I think it's important um, yeah. to, to make that so point. What we did is, obviously, we, we funded the company uh, on a need basis only through high net worth individuals. Um, and up until we completed the RTO in this, uh, this past spring, we were basically uh, a little, we were under 50 shareholders. So we had raised over since from 2016 to 2023, privately, we had raised four and a half million dollars. Uh, we had two permits that had been awarded to us, the, the Kasu license, 147 kilometers, and the Kotobi uh, license in the eastern part of the country near the Ghana border. That's for 300 square kilometers. So we did allocate some of the capital initially in 2020 on that permit, but we had found that the Kasu license warranted our attention, our full 100% attention. So we took, we put the, the Kasubi license on the back burner and concentrated our efforts on the Kasu license because of the proximity to an existing mine. Road infrastructure was fantastic. Etc. So we said, well, with the discovery that we've made today, we need to raise capital and, start and get money to drill. So we, we took care of our investors, protected our investors, protected the cash that they put into us, and, and uh, had a very skimpy operation up until then. Right. Okay. Everything I want to hear. Um, so with regards to the, the capital that you now have, you obviously did a raise, you know, say back in spring, and you're going to focus on Kosu, which, which, which obviously makes sense given some of the grades that you're starting to see with the work that you're doing. But um, just, just tell, about the, tell us about the plan that you've, you've got, because um, obviously the, the geochem component, the trenching, et cetera, is, is kind of great, but it doesn't really kind of do much for the market. They don't understand it. They don't get excited about it. What they want is, is, is drilling. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. that's where the where the excitement comes. So what what's the what's the plan? 
So, so the plan is we raised four and a half, a little over four and a half million dollars. We're allocating 1.6 million to a drill program that's about to commence by the end of this month. We're doing a little over 8,000 meters of RC drilling. Initially, the uh, our, our initial find was the road cut zone where we had found uh, approximately 4.6 grams per ton over 18 meters. And that morphed into almost 750 uh, meters of, of uh, geochem uh, anomalies. But as we were doing the um, mag survey, we came upon the Jagger zone. And that became more and more interesting. And as we spent time there walking around, we made additional discoveries. And, and the Jagger zone now has become a, a prime target for us with uh Geochem anomalies over 1.2, nearly almost, I would say close to two, two kilometers with Jagger South included. So that is where we're going to be focusing the main part of our budget. We're doing, I would say, 75% of the drill program is going to be executed on the Jagger zone, about 6,000 meters there. And then the rest will be allocated to the Kasue area, uh, not the Kasue, but the art road cut zone area and the contact zone. So uh, with the recent trenching that we performed uh, just about uh, less than a month ago, you mentioned that we got results of, of 6.2 grams and that was over 29 meters. Uh, so that was very interesting. And we had some areas where we had uh, some uh, geochem samples of 112 uh, grams per ton. So uh, as we kept focusing on the area, we came upon a much larger target um, that warranted our full attention. And so a month ago, we put the bulldozer to work, got the roads built, uh, completing the drill pads right now, and, and getting the drill ready to mobilize uh, before the end of this month. I've already signed the contract for, for the driller so we're ready to go basically okay and and, 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 tell, and tell me you mentioned obviously rc drilling and just again help people understand why that's the most effective type of drilling given the stage that you're at and, and given the kind of ore body that you're, you're you're going into well at this stage yeah obviously you don't have x-ray vision in terms of in the ground so you want to know what the surface has told you so far so the strategy here is to drill 60 to 50 meters and then step a little bit back and then maybe go to 60 and 70 meters and, and 80 meters. And then at Jagger, we feel that we're probably going to go beyond the 100 meters uh, because we think that there's a great opportunity to unlock there. Uh, we feel extremely confident that something is going to come out of there. Uh, before Jagger, I would say to be successful at Kusu was about half a million ounces because of our neighbor. Now we're more thinking in the vicinity of anywhere between a million to two million ounces that we can probably generate in that area. Obviously, drilling is going to tell us the story, but uh, so far the results are just bang on, if not overwhelming for us. We're excited. We're definitely um, excited. And we're going to be releasing the results on a regular basis uh, over, I would say, close to a week, a week and a half after we we get the the drill results. Oh right, so uh, wow, okay. So our, our saying is um, pretty pretty good. There. I guess there's, there's the 
well, enough mining services in, in country to deal with that. So that that's good. Yeah, news there's in terms several of labs that are close to the capital. Yeah. yeah, yeah, brilliant. Okay, I just want to talk about corporate structure here because I wanted to say sort of uh, Radio's introduction to the story because it's new. It's literally one of the newest kids off the block, right? Yeah. Um, is around the kind of that corporate structure that you've got with obviously management insiders own a big chunk of this over fifty percent. Fifty percent at the at the moment. You're an explorer. You're going to go through the phase of r- raising money. Drilling, raising money, drilling—that that's the nature of, of, of the game here. Um, so, in terms of the way that you structure the share register, um, clearly management will have to dilute down. It's not a sign of the fact that they're not interested or they don't believe in it, but you're going to need that liquidity as well. So, tell me about the kind of balance that you'd be looking for, given the way it's structured right now. That's the name of the game in the industry. So, if you you get into this and you're scared of dilution you're in the wrong game. Uh, two, uh, your job as management is to perform and deliver results. Uh, so at the end of the day, if you start out with a good stake and then you end up with a, a very interesting stake, uh, but you've been able to make other people a lot of money along the way, then that's success to me. So that's the way we plan to do it. Yes, the stock is tightly held. Yes, we've had a lot of private investors, uh, high net worth individuals. They all believe into the story that we put together where we said, look, there is a big opportunity here uh, for you guys and come along the ride. We're not your typical junior uh, exploration company where you're smack somewhere in the middle or there's no infrastructure. We're, We're basically 20, 25 kilometers away from the capital city, the roads to the property are paved all the way up to there. There is a power dam next door. There's already an existing uh, producing facility eight kilometers away. So we don't have to invest hundreds of millions of dollars to be successful. Uh, The infrastructure is there. The opportunity is there. We're like a brownfield project within an existing mine, basically. That's the way you got to consider it. And, and, it's very rare for a junior to have this kind of, of um, conditions to, to be successful down the road. So that's why the capital that we have, we're going to utilize it to maximize the drilling and, and spend it on that. So we don't have to spend a ton of cash elsewhere other than focusing on getting drill results. Right. And, and give, me, give me a sense of what the, what the end game is here, because you, you kind of... You... You've been at it a long, uh, sorry, been at it a long time. You've been quite, you know, carefully kind of growing the opportunity here. Um, there's a bunch of big um, players in in town. In fact, Percy is quite very close to you, um, the Aussie guys, and you you could work out how you insert yourself either into that ecosystem, and I guess through the drill bit, maybe it changes your mind. But what are the options on the table? day one is it to say right okay if we can prove up a, a decent sized resource maybe that becomes interesting to someone locally we don't have to raise the capex and you know really kind of destroy um, shareholder value at that for, for, for a while or or is the team conscious that you know understanding of what its skill sets are you, you bunch of you know geologists not mind builders yet that's right. right. So, we, so what 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 are, what are the options on the table? What should people be looking at this company thinking? Do you know what? At least they've got different options on the on the table, um, and I'll kind of you know follow them and see what they do. Management initially started out uh, with the concept that we're not mine builders; we're project generators, 
And we intend to stick to that business model right now and in the near future. The opportunity that Kusu brings to the table is, is a mixed bag in the sense that you have a bit of both because of the proximity of the, the, our land package to the existing mine. So um, <clears throat> on that prospect, the end game for us is obviously at getting, uh, I would say, being successful on our drill program, hopefully building a resource above and beyond the 1 million ounce uh, marker. Uh, we've had discussions with other players than our neighbor. Uh, I think that if we're that successful in the seven digits uh, in terms of resource, um, we will start attracting other players to the area. Now, if we're successful beyond, I would say, the 2 million ounce the, uh, resource, we can start talking differently. You know, so as the game unfolds, obviously we'll be able to react. And that's that's the way we've managed our, our exploration program because we've made some discoveries, we've made more discoveries and so on. And we've even changed our strategy on the drill program. We went from the RCC, RCZ zone to the Jagger zone. So we need to stay flexible in order to get or maximize shareholder value. So that's what we intend to do. The other permit that we have in, in the eastern part of the country, Kutabi, uh, a mag survey is being conducted right now, so we'll have the results later on this summer. Um, we've got three other pending applications. We're probably going to be activating a third of the one over there, which is the Embatchel license, almost 400 square kilometers. And since we've become public, we've attracted interest from other companies who would like to partner with us. So Cote has a lot of opportunities uh, going for itself and, and especially for the mining industry and the gold market. So we intend to um, uh, maximize our presence there. Um, the fact that we're, some of us are bilingual, the French factor, et cetera, uh, foreigners, they, they're interested in, in having foreigners. The political climate is very stable. Uh, the economy is growing like crazy at 6% GDP, has been so for a number of years. The roads are being revamped. They're spending a lot of money on that. There's a lot of construction in town. They built five soccer stadiums for the Africa Cup that's coming up in January of this year. So... Uh, the, the country has made the right decisions, and I think we're in the right place at the right time uh, to uh, maximize our, our investment.